fast note before we get started today. Please know this podcast may contain content that may be disturbing to some listeners. All opinions expressed are that of the individual and are not meant as a substitute for professional mental health or medical advice. We advise reading the show notes for more detailed description before you listen to this podcast. Remember, mental health matters. Please take good care of yourself. Hello and welcome. It's Tammy Lawrence, Symbolisti here. Thank you for joining us for the I'm Still Here, Messages from the Other Side podcast. Each week, we'll be talking to individuals who believe that they have had messages from the other side. So interesting to hear as we all share our time together still here. Hello, everyone. Today we have Brenda Bacchus. Brenda is the owner of At Your Service Naturally. She is the pet sitter extraordinaire and life assistant to both people and animals. In fact, Brenda loves animals of all kinds. I refer to her as the skunk mama because she even has a love for skunks. Hi, Brenda. Hi, Tammy. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule to talk to us and explore some of these ideas surrounding grief and messages that we might get from the other side. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. So you have recently had some interesting messages kind of out of the ordinary from what normally people would suggest or talk to me about. Did you want to tell me that story? Yes, I do. I'm in the process of renting out two rooms in my house. I actually found three people that seemed like they would be a very good fit here. So the first gentleman that I reached out to, he was very excited that I had offered him the room. While he was here filling out the rental agreement, we were just chatting about things in general. It occurred to me that he had a lot of similarities to my dad. Not only did he use phrases that my dad would use, but he even wore the same type of clothing like my dad, including wearing his toque sitting kind of funny on his head. He also, at one point during a conversation, referred to himself as a gypsy. And I just got the biggest smile on my face because my dad used to say that, oh, here comes my gypsy daughter. (laughs) He used a phrase I'm tickled pink. And my dad used to say that all the time too. And honestly, I think originally I had said to you that I noticed these things when he was sitting here, but it actually wasn't until I was heading out after we had gone over the agreement and everything. And I was driving down to the appointment I was going to have. That's when it hit me that, oh my gosh, I felt like, oh dad, you know, were you part of making this happen? I kind of even wondered if maybe my grandpa, you know, was part of this too, but it just stunned when I realized that even more so is that when I got to the appointment that I had, I was telling my friend about this realization. I said, oh my gosh, I am positive that my dad has played a huge role in facilitating this, that I get the best person here. I turned to my right and there was another lady sitting there and I did a double take. I just couldn't believe it. She was actually wearing a shawl that had the exact pattern of the scarf that my dad used to wear all the time. Honestly, I just couldn't believe it. I turned back to my friend. I said, so yeah, yeah, it's definitely my dad because you see that lady's shawl? That's the same pattern as the scarf my dad used to wear. So both of us, you know, got all teary eyed and everything. And I was just saying, thank you 
Thanks, Dad. I really, really appreciate it. So appreciate your help. I feel you. You know, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's interesting too, because if you hadn't have been thinking in that same fashion, you would have looked at that scarf and you would have just looked the other way and off you do to do into your day, right? You wouldn't even have thought twice about it. Likely. And that's how it goes for most of us. The messages sometimes are so subtle that we totally miss them altogether or potentially could if we're not looking for them. Yes, yes, exactly. And this gentleman, he even has like a similar sense of humor as my dad, and he's just very down to earth. You know, he likes to work. He's a contractor and he likes to work. And, you know, he's already stated that anything I need help around here, he'd be more than happy to help with. And that again would be my dad. My dad was exactly like that. I realized a little while later that the first gentleman I had here to come look at a room, as soon as he came in, oh, I just felt so warm. I could just feel this man was so peaceful and so calm. And he reminded me so much of an elderly gentleman that used to be a friend of mine who had passed away three, maybe four years ago. It just so happens that I had met that man through my dad. And I just realized that this morning, I just put that connection that I met him through my dad. I thought, oh my goodness, this is wild. And it just makes me feel so good. I feel full. My heart feels full. After the struggles that I've had the last few months, I can honestly say this is a welcome, wonderful experience. That's amazing. So it's just comforting, right? To be able to realize that, we, yeah, we're, we are still here. We're still plugging away, but they are still here guiding in some fashion as well. Yes, it really, really is. It just feels so good. It feels so warm. You know, sometimes it's like you can almost feel their warmth on you. It just Mm -hmm. surrounds you. Yes. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. How long ago did your father pass away? He was gone 13 years ago. So December 30th was 13 years since he passed. Wow. Does it feel like 13 years or not really? Oh, seriously? There's, there's times when it feels like there's no way it can be 13 years. And then there's other times when it feels like it's been even longer than that. You know, I guess it just depends on the space that I'm in. Mostly, I just can't even believe that 13 years has passed. Like, it just blows my mind. And you think it gets easier with time? I mean, it's some parts of it do get easier, but other parts, not so much. Yes, that's very, very true. And most of the time now, as I'm, I'm approaching the anniversary of his passing, I have more times of happiness than I do of sadness. For a while, it wasn't like that, but more, more now it's, it's the happiness. Cause I, you know, I see his pictures come up and I just think about the good times, the wonderful times, cause we have so many amazing, wonderful memories. So mostly I, I have the happy feelings. Yeah. And that's the important portions to keep in your heart for sure. And to, to know that that's where they still live is somewhere within to remember that they're there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't actually until you asked me about doing this podcast, one of the questions you asked, did you feel that they contacted you shortly after you passed and took me right back to within about two days, I think of his passing, he actually came to me through a friend, a mutual friend of ours. She sent me this beautiful email and said, this message is not from me. This message came through me. It was just beautiful. Everything that came through to her was, I could feel so much that it was my dad. 
And he was just talking about what he was seeing in me and my mom and my brother uh, while trying to deal with this new time of him not being here. He shared things to me about that he will be here to help. And that he was very proud of his family. He, at the end, it was so interesting because we had prepared for his celebration of life quickly because my brother was actually going away. So we had to have this rather quickly. And at the end of this message, he said, all right, let's get ready for my party. It's going to be a great celebration. (laughs) (laughs) And I could totally hear him saying that. Like it was just, it was fantastic. And so that was such a beautiful gift to receive. I can take myself right back there in that moment of reading those words and just was in awe. And I just remember how, how I felt. And I'm so grateful that she was open to receive this and knew what it was all about and knew that it was the right thing to send it to me. One of the best gifts I ever had. Yeah. And you were open to receive it as well. So yeah, making it that much more special. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If someone was going through grieving right now, what advice would you offer to them? Let yourself feel it all. (laughs) As hard as it is, it's better to feel it in the moment than to stuff it aside because that just wreaks havoc on you. Uh, I realized that for some, trying to deal with it in the moment might be too much for them. You know, maybe they need to be comfortably numb for a while. Well, I don't even know if comfortably, maybe they just need to be numb for a while, but I would say to deal with your feelings as soon as you possibly can and just know you are not alone. Everybody that goes through the grieving process, so many of us struggle. So many of us wonder if we're ever going to be able to get through this. We do. Most of us do not always the easiest, but we, we get through it and to reach out for support because there's so much support available. Reach out to your friends and ask your friends to check on you. That, that's a big one because sometimes people just don't know how, what to say or what to do. And, you know, you can ask them to check in on you uh, because sometimes that makes a world of difference. I think sometimes it's not even just like check in on me and let's dig deeper into this grief situation. It's like check in on me and tell me how your day was or ask me how my day was. And now I'd have to dig another layer of the healing journey or dig another layer of the grief that you're holding on to, but rather just to let it continue along with your life in the way that you can. Oh, that's that's excellent. Very well said, Tammy, because yes, that that does make a big difference just to try to keep things at some, some level of normal, if you can, you know, I think that's perfect what you just said. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You also shared an experience before we started to record about a deer. Would you wish to tell that story? Oh boy. Uh, Towards the end of October and into November of last year, I was uh, having a very hard time. 
and I was feeling very low. And I had reached out to some friends, uh, some healer friends, and that do Reiki and therapeutic touch. So one of my friends invited me to come to her house and she was going to do some healing work on me and we would talk. I was so numb that I was just kind of going through the motions. Like I was talking about things that if I hadn't been numb, those were things that I should have, you know, been bawling my eyes out about, but I was just kind of there. After we spent a few hours together, I was heading home and I actually turned the wrong way, wrong, haha, uh, way. And I was going to turn to go back. And then I thought, oh no, it's okay. I can go this way. It's going to get me home anyway. I was coming along this road and I saw these deer crossing signs. And when I see these, I always say out loud, okay, animals, everybody just stay safe, you know, stay safe away from my car. I appreciate you. I love you. You can just stay away from my car and just stay safe. And not two minutes after that, I came over a hill and I saw a deer lying in the middle of the road. A gentleman had just hit it. I stopped my car in the middle of the road and I got out to check on the person and also the deer. I had thought the deer was dead. Unfortunately, it was not. I thought my heart was going to just break into a million pieces. I was just devastated to see that this deer was still alive. In the session that I had with my friend, we were talking about my heart and needing to be gentle with myself. The deer medicine is about being gentle with yourself and it's all about heart medicine. So I knew that this was a message for me. I really wish that the deer wasn't there in that capacity, but I got that it was there in a message for me. And I was there also to help facilitate the situation. I was just talking to the deer and I was telling it that it was okay. It didn't need to suffer, that it could pass. And I was just sending it so much love. And within a couple of minutes, it had passed. I just needed to cry so bad, but I wanted to get home. And I did. I walked in my door and I just burst into tears. I sobbed. I must have cried for 15 or 20 minutes. And it was, it was a release I needed. It was absolutely a release I needed. Part of what I was dealing with during that time was a great loss. And my heart was just broken from the loss I was experiencing. And I also know that that loss, that grieving that I was doing, wasn't only about the current situation I was dealing with, but I knew that that was about loss and grieving that I had never actually allowed myself to feel from, again, when my dad passed, I had many losses in a very short period of time in 2008, 2009. And there were so many, I, I couldn't process. I didn't get a chance to process one before the next one happened. So I know that I had so much stuff stuck in me that the current loss I'm experiencing 
amplified all that was going on in me. And that dear being there allowed me to have a deep emotional reaction and allowed me to cry because I needed that to happen. And the animals know, and my people who know me know that if I'm going to have a crying session, typically it's going to happen when something happens with an animal. <laughs> Not that I don't cry when, when it's people, cause I do, but absolutely when it's an animal, it just really affects me. It's so easy to compartmentalize our issues with grief, our feelings around grief. I often say it's like, I'll just put that up on a shelf and I'll deal with that later. But the, the unfortunate thing is usually we just let it turn into a whole like Marie Kondo could have a heyday unpacking all of that stuff for us, right? We have to deal with it at some point. So interesting that it came across to you in a deer taking you the wrong direction. You hadn't planned on even going down that road. We have to talk about the skunks so that people out there just don't think that we're crazy. <laughs> Could you tell us how you became a skunk mama? <laughs> Where I live, even though I'm right in the city, I have a huge yard. And there are maybe six or eight of us that have this huge yards. Before I moved here, there were already a lot of critters around here. So fortunately for me, like I think that's fantastic. So I have groundhogs and squirrels and rabbits and raccoons and opossums, birds. Just last night for the first time, a fox. There was a fox in my yard. I had never seen a fox here before, but I also have skunks, lots of skunks. Last year and the summer before last, there were two orphaned litters of skunks. The first summer, and I saw this very tiny skunk out without its mom. I was shocked. I just couldn't believe that this little guy was out. I kept looking around to see where the mom was because as far as I knew, babies are never out without their mom. Uh, because I'm very familiar with the wildlife rehabs all around, I called one lady. She is known as Shirley the Skunk Lady. She's been raising skunks for 25 years. And I said, like, should I be concerned? And she said, absolutely. And then, you know, the next couple of days, there was another skunk and another skunk. And so I called Shirley back and she said, all the wildlife rehabs were full. And I said, well, what can I do? Like, I can't just not do anything. Oh, she said, oh, you're a woman after my heart, she said. So she told me exactly what to do. So I would feed the, the babies whole fat organic yogurt, of course, why? Because I had to feed it organic yogurt. And um, <laughs> she told me to feed them scrambled eggs mixed with goat's milk and also cottage cheese to feed them grapes as well. So that's what I started doing. So I made up all of this, you know, the scrambled eggs and goat's milk. And I kept containers in the fridge and I had like little notes in the fridge, skunk food, so people wouldn't eat it. So this is what I did every day. They would come around the same time. So twice a day I would go out and I would have little plates full of this food. And then eventually when they got a little older, I would put it on a great big plate and I would just put it out towards the back of my yard. And then the skunks would come and they would eat everything, but they also were digging for grubs and everything at that time. Like they already knew what to do was natural, but I was just helping them to get through. So yeah, that happened two summers in a row. The first summer was five skunks. And then last summer was six skunks. They are so adorable. Like I just love them so much. 
<laughs> and as long as you're quiet, they have no problems with being near you. Not that I encourage that. I was in heaven. I just love it. I love it. I spend hours with them. <laughs> well, I think it's amazing. And thank you for being who you are, because a lot of people would have handled that situation much differently than that. So this community is very grateful for you. <laughs> At your service naturally, can you tell us what that is all about and where people could find you online? It's just what I've been doing for the better part of my life. I am somebody who is at your service. I've helped people right from when I was a child. I remember helping people who were in need and it's just continued. I've just started to get myself going. So yes, not only do I offer pet sitting and one of my clients calls me pet sitter extraordinaire, but also life assistant to help people figure out things that are going on in their lives. Honestly, I'm just starting to get my, my Facebook page going. That's what it is at your service naturally. Well, thank you so much for sharing your stories with us and having some time with us today. We absolutely appreciate it. And it's just been wonderful connecting with you and sharing. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. I think this is fantastic what you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. We're so grateful for our guests for sharing their time with us and sharing their experiences. It's wonderful to know that we're not alone, and it's so great to hear that even though our loved ones have passed, that they are still here with connections, albeit different from before. Be sure to subscribe and to share this podcast. If you have an experience that you'd like to share, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Please email me. We're also grateful to Kevin McLeod and to Computech, for sharing this wonderful background music entitled Happy Dreams. Thank you for sharing your time with us. May you enjoy your time still being here.